The opinions and views expressed in the OC show with Cameron Jackson do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. Orange County, are you ready? It's time. For the best damn radio show in all of Orange County. What's it called? The OC Show! Right here, right now, on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, I, Cameron Jackson, stand behind this microphone of truth, telling you what really goes on here in Orange County politics. And yes, the sun shines 354 days of the year here in Orange County. And just like the sun, you can count on three things. Corrupt politicians. Expensive lattes. And expensive SUVs. But have no fear, ladies and gentlemen. One man, and one man alone, is willing to stand up and fight back the evils of corrupt Orange County politicians. Sit down, grab your latte, and enjoy the greatest radio show in all of Orange County. Bam, baby! Welcome to the show. I am Cameron Jackson. This is the OC Show right here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. The greatest radio show on the greatest radio station in all of Orange County. I have a very exciting show for you today. I've got a lot of good stuff to do. A lot of things to pack in today. And I know I'm not going to get to them all, but that's okay. Let's get to some of the house cleaning before we get started, though. If you are just joining us and you're in your car and you want to continue listening once you get out of your car... Well, you can always go to KUCI.org, click in the upper right-hand corner, and get your streaming audio. Also, you can go to my website anytime you'd like, theocshow.net. That is theocshow, all one word, .net. Just uh, started a new service provider, so I've got a nice, clean interface there on the uh, website. Go check it out. If you want to, you can always email me during the show, Cameron at theocshow.net. That is Cameron at theocshow.net. Always happy to hear from you when I am here on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the midst of an incredibly interesting election cycle. One where I believe that the public is going to lash out at their elected officials and all incumbents beware. Now, later on in the show, about halfway through or so, I'm going to have a candidate for a very important office, a very little-known but yet very important office here in Orange County, the Clerk Recorder's Office. I have a Mr. Hugh Wynn who's going to be in studio to talk about his run for that position. And he will talk about what that position is and all that good stuff. So you'll want to stick around for that later on in the show. Now, 
like I said, we are in the midst of a revolution, I believe, in a non-revolutionary sense, so to speak. Nobody's getting arms. Nobody's, nobody's going to be shooting on this one. But I believe that it's going to be a complete route for incumbents, both Democrats and Republicans, come this June and in November for sure. And I ran across this audio. It is the New Jersey Republican governor, Chris Christie. He was just elected, and he was elected because he is uh, well. He's a populist guy for one, and for two, he came in saying he was going to clean up New Jersey because New Jersey, interestingly enough, if there was a sister state to California, New Jersey would be it. New Jersey is experiencing the same types of issues that California is in um, experiencing right now when it comes to budget deficits, when it comes to the unions' control over the politicians, when it comes to a uh, Democrat-led legislature that is completely run amok. New Jersey is essentially a carbon copy of California, just on a little smaller, smaller scale. They have a new governor here, and he is in a press conference, and you, you can't hear it in this audio. I tried to boost it, but it didn't come through when I played it back here, but that's okay. But the, the reporter asks him, do you think your confrontational tone is going to get you anywhere with the legislature? That's what this reporter asked this governor. And I want you to listen to how this governor, Chris Christie, responds to this. Tom. You know, Tom, you must be the thinnest skinned guy in America. Because you think that's a confrontational tone, then, I, you know, you should really see me when I'm pissed. Um, <laughs> You know, and that's not confrontational, all right? So, you know, there is, you know, I love when people say they don't want to have the argument. That's what we were sent here for. They believe in certain things. They believe in bigger government, higher taxes, and more spending. Here it is. Bigger government, higher taxes, more spending. I believe in less government, lower taxes, and in empowering local officials who are elected by their citizens to be able to fix their problems. That may lead to a disagreement or two. Now, I could say it really nicely. I could say it in the way that you all might be more comfortable with. You know, maybe we could go back to the last administration where I could say it in a way you wouldn't even understand it. Okay? <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, this is who I am, and this is who the people elected. And so you guys want to continue to talk about this process stuff, about my tone, my combativeness. You know, we got them standing in the, in the doorway of the Senate saying they won't even hold a hearing on an enormously qualified Supreme Court nominee. You know, it, but that's not combative or confrontational. Of course not. You know, only I'm combative or confrontational. Listen, everybody plays to their part. This is who I am. Uh, like it or not, you guys are stuck with me for four years. And I'm going to say things directly when you ask me questions. I'm going to answer them directly, straightly, bluntly. And nobody in New Jersey is going to have to wonder where I am on an issue. Um, and I think they've had enough of politicians who make them wonder. Because you know most of the time why they make them wonder, Tom? They make them wonder so they got an escape hatch. So they have an escape hatch. And I'm not interested in an escape hatch. I came here to govern, not to escape. I came here to govern, not to worry about re-election. 
I came here to do what people sent me here to do. And so, blunt, direct, maybe you might say honest and refreshing. Maybe we can see that in your paper tomorrow. Now that is what I'm talking about right there. That is what is missing from virtually every freaking politician that's out there right now. Right now, With the exception, of course, of Chris Christie here. You just heard the New Jersey governor, Chris Christie, talking about the fundamental things that w- Americans want right now in their politicians. We want politicians that are going to tell us the truth. We want politicians that aren't going to give us doublespeak. We want politicians that are going to take a stand on an issue. You know, polit- politi- politi- politics and governing are not a Burger King kind of job. We don't, you know, it's not about trying to sell us the best possible product. There are things in government that politicians, when they're governing properly, that they have to do. There's actions that they have to take that just aren't pretty. There are things that they have to do that just aren't going to be popular. There are things that they're going to have to do that will not be what the liberal media or even the conservative media fringes want them to do. They are not going to be able to please everyone. But we have lost our eye on the ball in this country, and especially in this county. We do not take into consideration the greater good anymore. Look at the state of California. Look at all the little fringe benefits that are put all over the place in the state of California for kids, for the elderly, for the, uh, for the criminals. Little tiny things all over the place that benefit small little tiny groups for Hispanics of this, for Indians of that. You name it. We have it in California for handicapped people or mentally challenged or whatever you call them now. It's out there. We have it. And yet at the same time, we see what? We don't have freeways that can flow properly. We don't have roads that are well-maintained. We have park a park system in California that is in disrepair. Things that are for the greater good. Because our politicians aren't willing to stand up and do what's right. And this guy, Chris Christie, is, a, is an incredible breath of fresh air. If he actually winds up continuing doing what he says he's going to do. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But I can tell you right now, that's what America wants. That's what Americans need. That's what Americans are dying for. They are dying for a politician to sit down and just tell them like it is. Tell them, you know what, this is going to hurt a little bit. This is going to suck. It's not going to be any fun to fix Social Security. Nobody's going to like it. Nobody's going to like how we fix Medicare. Nobody's going to like how we're going to have to eventually fix Obamacare. Nobody's going to like these things. But you know what? we got to do it. Otherwise, we're going to be insolvent, which we already are. We already are insolvent as a nation. We're insolvent as a state. It just hasn't come out officially yet. But we're going to be insolvent otherwise, and we cannot allow that to happen. If you're just joining us, this is the OC Show right here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I am Cameron Jackson, and uh, I'll get to something in just a second. I've got to grab something. Thank you very much. Let my water bottle get out of my way. You know, I had an interesting thing. I've got to tell you this real quick story, and then I'm going to get to my next little bit. 
in the day of the internet now, I've got a guy named Cameron Jackson who uh, continues to sign up for things on the internet and enter in his email address incorrectly. So he's entering in my email address, right, for all the products and crap that he buys on the internet, and I get all the emails for it. You've just uh, added on to product X. You've just applied for product B, blah, 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 all the time, day in and day out. If there is a freaking moron on the planet, it is this guy named Cameron Jackson, not me, the other guy. Well, luckily for me today, I finally got an evite from one of his friends, an evite to a party that he was to attend. Of course, it was sent to me because the moron gives out my email address to all of his friends. I get the email. I look on there, and it shows it's for somebody Hicks's party at Benihana in Irving, Texas. All right, good. Now I know where this guy lives. He lives in Irving, Texas. Next time in Irving, I'm going to stop by and kick him in the rear end. Neither here nor there. But there's a phone number for the person who's putting on the party. Jennifer is her name. So I called up. Beep, beep, beep. Hello, Jennifer. How are you? This is Cameron Jackson. And she goes, oh, hey, Cameron. How are you doing? And I said, well, let's stop right there because I'm not the Cameron Jackson you think I am. And she's all, huh? So I went and explained to her what's going on, and she's like, oh. And I said, could you do me a favor? When you see Cameron Jackson tonight, if you see him, because I got the invite, he didn't. But if you see him tonight, if he happens to show up, will you please kick him in the rear end for me and tell him to stop entering in his email address improperly? I'm tired of getting his email. I was very nice about it, of course. She said yes, no problem. She kind of chuckled, and we chuckled, and she went on our way. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm praying that I don't have any more emails from the other Cameron Jackson who lives in Irving, Texas. Thank you very much. End of story. Now, we've got a supervisor's race going on. If you remember, Chris Norby left the 4th District, and he is now an assemblyman. And there are several people running in that district now, one of which is Sean Nelson. And the hit pieces now are coming out on Sean Nelson because he really is kind of the de facto front runner. There's another guy named Sidhu that's running, and he's kind of a... He's got his own issues. He's a carpetbagger from Anaheim who moved into the Fullerton area so he could run for the 4th District. And he was uh, apparently living some, or say, said that he lived in an apartment, but he really didn't live there. And he was investigated by the district attorney's office. Anyway, so long story short, we have a, a, a gentleman who used to be on the Fullerton City Council who is now running for this seat. His name is Sean Nelson. Well, apparently, the voice of OC, which is run by Norberto Santana, uh, wrote this piece about Nelson today because there were uh, there was a specific hit piece that came out on Nelson in the mail. Here it is. Has Nelson defended sex offenders? Either way, he's in trouble with the cops. And this is voiceofoc.org. It's uh, a new, I guess it's a kind of a periodical online. It doesn't have a print version. It's not really a blog. So it's an online periodical, I suppose, if you can call it that. Uh, here we go. When I interviewed Sean Nelson last week at the Pacific Club parking lot after an election debate, I asked him about rumors alleging his law firm's specialization on sex crime defense cases. Dun, dun, dun. The Republican-endorsed candidate for 4th District Supervisor looked at me like I was crazy and said accusations that he had were baseless. 
He doesn't do sex crime defenses, he said. He also left the impression that it wasn't the kind of business he was interested in seeking. Sex offender issues are hot-button issues these days. Last month, Voice of OC wrote about the disparity in where convicted sex offenders live. Northern Orange County is home to disproportionately more than the southern part of the county. Well, I won't get into that. It's not important. New... North County represents a large part of the 4th District Supervisor's District. After our quick chat that night, Nelson said he was late for an appointment. And by the way, there are grammatical errors left and right in this. Right, the, I don't know what the hell they're doing. They're leaving letters off. The, the word after doesn't have the R. They've got and up here twice. I mean, said said was in here uh, twice. Come on, you guys. Let's uh, do some editing before we put this out on the on the web. Anyway, because I have to do it now in my head. It drives me nuts. Uh, after our quick chat that night, Nelson said he was uh, late for an appointment, so he was off in his SUV agreeing to share a cigar sometime later. Why that's important, I have no idea. It should make for a pretty good follow-up cigar. The California Employees Association hit mail on the issue landed in mailboxes this week. And if you don't know it, the OCEA, the Orange County Employees Association, is actually quite a big funder of the voice of OC. Hmm. Gee, I wonder, why do we have the two talking to each other now? Uh, mail consultants follow the path opened up by the liberal OC's Chris Prevet who apparently went into the firm of Rizzo and Nelson's website in early March and blogged about finding a whole section soliciting business for people accused of sex crimes. The section of defenses went on considerably. Child abuse, child enticement, child pornography, indecent exposure, and molestation. The OCEA mailer points out that the firm has since scrubbed its website of the sex crime defense business. Youch! was the comment from Red County's editor, Matt Cunningham, who we know here to be a vile human being. OCEA is the only group calling Nelson out on misleading advertising. And it goes on to say that Fullerton cops are ticked off at him because he uses images of them or some bit like that. This uh, being by Norberto Santana. Listen, folks, uh, let me explain something to you right now. If Sean Nelson is a defense attorney, and if he wants to defend people who have been accused of sexual misconduct, that is his business. And it doesn't make a lick of difference whether or not he is looking out for petty theft shoplifters or for child molesters. Because, ladies and gentlemen... Boys and girls, let me explain something to you about America. You are innocent before you are proven guilty in this country. And what do these liberal hacks from the OC Liberal blog and from the OCEA, the Orange County Employees Association, what do these liberal hacks automatically assume? They automatically assume that you must be guilty if you are arrested of these things. Why do I say that? Because they're giving Sean Nelson a hard time and they are attacking him for representing someone who has not even been found guilty of the crime that they are alleged to have committed. Sean Nelson is upholding. He is upholding 
that individual's duly appointed from birth constitutional right of fair representation, of legal representation. What greater good is there than a defense attorney who is willing to go out and defend the indigent, the poor, the downtrodden, the, con the accused? What greater good is there than that? Okay, the cops who go out and they arrest them, the DAs who prosecute the comp crimes. I understand that. I get that. I used to be a cop. I used to be a part of that system. But how is it that you have the audacity as a liberal to go out and weep and cry and bitch and moan about the rights of the downtrodden, of the poor, of the indigent, of the accused? And how you do whatever you can to prop up the institutions that help those types of people out. And then, because I guess you want to have it both ways... And then you come out and you say, no, screw Sean Nelson. He's defending sex abuse victims or uh, suspects. He's abusing people who are accused of pedophilia. He's abusing child abusers or defending, rather. You can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways and expect us to take your message seriously. You can't be there standing behind the unions, the Orange County, as Norberto Santana. You cannot be there standing behind with the Orange County Employees Association, a liberal organization, propping you up by funding and pointing the finger then at Sean Nelson for doing his job, something that on any other day you would be applauding. It doesn't matter if... Something is a hot-button issue, ladies and gentlemen. It doesn't matter if sex crimes is a hot-button issue. It doesn't matter if pedophilia is a hot-button issue. It doesn't matter if having sex with underage girls on the Internet is a hot-button matter. That's not the point. The point is, is that when those people go out and they commit those crimes, they still are entitled to representation. They are still entitled to have somebody come into court on their behalf and represent them to make sure that they don't get railroaded by the system. Sure, they may be guilty. They may be guilty of sin. But are you telling me that every prosecutor that walks through the door is interested in justice? That every judge that sits on the bench is interested in justice? Or do you think that maybe every now and then, more times than you probably know or are willing to admit, maybe the prosecutors do come in and railroad people on a pretty regular basis because it's not about justice for district attorneys. District attorneys make their bread and butter by telling the public they are hard on crime. They don't care about justice, ladies and gentlemen. District attorneys care about one thing and one thing only, and that is stats, statistics. How many people have I put in? The, the clinker. How many felonies have I taken down? How many misdemeanor cases have I done? And damn the torpedoes full speed ahead. If somebody is not guilty, but the DA thinks they are, and they can railroad that person, you bet your ass that they're going to do it. Right or wrong. That's how the system is, folks. So if you want to come out here and you want to 
you want to complain about Sean Nelson doing his job, his duly sworn job to uphold and protect the Constitution, there's no greater thing that, than a person could do than upholding and protecting somebody's rights via the Constitution. And yet these people are doing everything they can to throw them under on an issue that's really just, it's a BS issue all the way around. It doesn't matter who he defends in his spare time. If it's legal, if it's moral, and if it's ethical, then there's nothing wrong with it. And an attorney going out and defending somebody who's been accused of a crime, it doesn't matter what the crime is, that's legal, that's moral, and that's ethical. You're listening to the OC Show right here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I am Cameron Jackson. Coming up after the break, we're going to have Hugh Wynn in here. He is running for the clerk recorder's office, uh, and he will explain all about what that office is about. I use that office on a regular basis uh, in my job, so I am interested to see what he has to say. I have some very interesting questions for him, and I promise him I will not yell at him. Uh, there's no reason to yet. So uh, we'll be back after the break. Welcome back. The opinions and views expressed in the OC Show with Cameron Jackson do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. That's right, baby. I am your Superman. Welcome back. This is the OC Show right here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Happy to be here as always, every Friday from 5 to 6 p.m. If you're just joining us and you want to continue listening once you get outside of your car, your SUV, wherever you might be, go to KUCI.org. Click in the upper right-hand corner for your streaming audio. Also, you can go to my website anytime you'd like. K, uh, theocshow.net. That is theocshow.net, all one word. You can also email me during the show if you'd like. Cameron at theocshow.net. I'll take your emails, answer any questions you may very well have. Well, very exciting. I have a candidate for office in here today. If you don't know, there is a little-known office called, actually, it's kind of a, probably a big office at this point, but it's called the uh, County Clerk Recorder's Office. And I'll let my guest explain what that is, but it is a very important office here in Orange County. And my guest today is Hugh Wynn. He is running for the clerk recorder's office. Hugh, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Cameron. You are very welcome. I'm happy to have you here. So, Hugh, explain to me, because there's going to be a lot of people listening right now who are like, clerk recorder, what? What is a clerk recorder and what, what do they do? What's their purpose? Well, you know, the county clerk recorder is not a very political office, but is it's a very important office. Uh, we safeguard and protect the records for the citizen of Orange County. Um, we provide real estate recordings, uh, property recordings. Um, we issue marriage license, and we perform marriage ceremony. Uh, oh, really? Yes. And do you ever perform a marriage ceremony I've yourself? done it before when I first started my career with the county clerk before really? we merged with the county recorder. Really? Yes. Well, that must be kind of nice to do that. It's different. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I would imagine. It's not, it's not in a church. 
No. It's in the it's, church of government. Yeah, it's in the government office. But also, um, parents uh, have the opportunity to come down and get birth certificate for their child. Um, also, we provide fictitious business name for um, business owners when they file their names, business name. Also, we uh, assist in uh, passport, and we uh, have notary service. And also, we do have archives uh, as one of our uh, big offices that we inherited during the bankruptcy in 1994. Archives like all the things that happened in the county paper-wise go into the archives? Is that yes, kind of it's, it? it's basically records and maps and, and anything that was uh, part of the county of Orange. Wow. We have records. So explain to me now, we've got uh, the current person who's in there. Is it a, is it a two-term office or can you be a, a recorder as long as you like? You can be a recorder as long as you like. There's and, no term limits. And we elect it every, what, four years? Every four years. Okay, and so we have somebody in there now, Tom Daly, correct? Yes. And what? why are you running now? What is it that you, what has motivated you to run against the incumbent? Well, originally, I started my campaign in May of night. Uh, Last year, 2009, uh, Tom Daly uh, announced that he was going to run for 4th District Supervisor. Uh, at that time, uh, Supervisor Chris Norby was going to run for a clerk recorder. So I believe back then that uh, I, was, uh, I have the experience and the qualification to run that office, so I, I announced to run. Um, two weeks before the fouling deadline, Tom Daly uh, quit his supervisor race. And he decided to uh, run for a re-election. And the reason why I'm running is I believe that office uh, deserves a hands-on uh, experience with over 12 years experience, administrative manager. Somebody he's going to be there and work closely with the supervisors, staff, and, and acknowledge what our department do. Well, the, I guess the question that the person who's listening right now is going to ask is, I mean, come on, this, does this office really impact me? So what if Tom Daly is the is the soup, is the uh, clerk recorder? Why why should I vote for Hugh? I mean, what what's Hugh going to bring to the job that that Tom isn't? Yeah, well, the difference I believe with me is um, I'm a fiscally conservative. Uh, I was mentored by the late Gary Granville, who was there to serve the people. Uh, he was. Uh, very automated, customer service oriented, and he was there to save taxpayers money. I believe uh, the current clerk recorder is uh, all about big government um, spending on unnecessary purchase. Do you have any examples of that? Yeah, example uh, that I have is uh, something that was written in the OC Register, Total Buzz, by Jennifer Muir. It's, um, it was the $48,000 brainstorming for the Hall of Fame. Uh, that's the difference between um, my opinion and, and, and Tom Daly is I believe archive is not the core business of the clerk recorder. I don't believe we should uh, open up a hall of fame, you can say, or a museum to store trophies. Uh, and, and, and also um, for that $48,000, we got nothing in return, uh, 10 memos. So the 48000 was spent on a consultant, consultant to look into having a museum. A Hall of Fame. A Hall of Fame for the clerk recorder's office. Yes. And that, where did that money go to? It went to an, a consultant. Was it a consultant attached to Daly in some way, shape, or form? Um, you know what? That I'm not sure, but it was uh, um, uh, Brett Barbary, um, who um, used to work for the treasurer. And um, he 
was doing some consultant work for the archives. Isn't there a building recently, too, that Daly asked to be purchased across the street from the, the clerk quarters office? There's something up with this building? What's going on with that? Yeah, we purchased a, a building. Uh, Tom Daly purchased a building, uh, $2.1 million. Uh, it was purchased two years ago. Uh, it's still sitting empty. The building um, is in bad shape. I don't believe we should have bought that building, especially during this time when uh, county employees are being laid off, furloughs. Um, and I don't believe um, everything was given to the Board of Supervisors when they approved this deal. Um, because um, uh, I have uh, records that the consultant report uh, was released to the clerk recorder. Uh, the building was inadequate in size to fulfill the program plan for the archives. Uh, site grade and drainage are in poor condition. These are some of the things that the consultant actually reported on and, this building. And, and what's it going to cost the county to actually fix the building up at this point? From what I've been reading, it's going to be 2.5 to 7.5 million, just so you and I, Cameron, can come inside that building. And you've already spent 2.1 million on it. Yes. Okay, so we're looking at an additional two to seven million dollars, basically above what we've already spent to fix the building up. Yes. All right. So let me ask you this then. We we have a we have a it sounds like we have a clerk recorder who's not making very good fiscal decisions. I have a question uh, from a personal point of view. When I go I go to the clerk recorder's office on a regular basis for my job. Many people know it. I'm a private investigator on the side. So I go there and I looked at documents. One of the things that drives me nuts is that I can view all the documents I want on the computers there. I can I can I can, at home I can pull up and I can see that a document exists, but I have to go in there to actually see the document on their computer. And then I have to go up to the desk and I have to wait for the for the person to come up and I have to fill out the form and I have to do it. Why aren't we doing this all online? Why are we continuing to have foot traffic come in for basic stuff like grantees, fictitious business permits. Um, I understand why people have to come down to get their birth certificates and their marriage certificates. I understand that because those are embossed and they're a, a formal certificate. But why do I have to – are you going to implement something like that where I don't have to go down to that office anymore? I can do my transaction on the Internet? Yeah, from my 12 years' experience there, Cameron, the reason why we never um, provide images online is because – of the threat of fraud. Um, there's people, there's laws, too, that are involved. So it would, be, it would have to be something we'd have to take a look at. But I, frankly, I don't see a reason why. I mean, if I can go down there and I can view it, then there's no difference between... You're just making it a little harder for me, basically. But the information is still there. And I say if the information is there... Come on, give it to me on the internet, baby. Right. I mean, that would, it seems to me that would be a huge savings for the clerk's no, office. No, I think it would be a great saving for the public to not be able to have to come down to our office. And I would have to take a look at that to see what legislative we can use and what the rules are and regulations before, you know, I would commit to something like that. Fair but enough. But it's a great idea. Fair enough, fair yeah. enough. So we only have a few minutes left, and I want to get your, you know, what's your vision? What do you see... Uh, where do you see the clerk recorder's office going, and why is this so important for people to be paying attention to and voting for this June 8th? Well, I believe um, um, the office needs someone who's going to protect the taxpayer's money. Um, we have to treat it like it's our money, and, and that's what I would do, number one. I will continue to automate, especially in archives. I would love to uh, be able to uh, um, automate the records so people can actually view it 
uh, when they come in and, and get copies instead of going through all the big books. That's what we should be doing. Um, you know, with my background and understanding of um, electronic recording, I will continue uh, that process. Um, I've, I've learned to train staff. Uh, I'm hands-on, and I'm going to be – that's the difference between myself and Tom Daly is I'm a hands-on manager, and, and when I win, I will work closely with my staff. So um, and, and also, you know, I believe morale at the clerk recorder right now is, is very low uh, due to um, hiring, uh, you can say, uh, friends that are related to uh, friends, friends of the a little cronyism, basically, clerk going recorder. On. And it, 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 people lose trust in that. You know, people who have been there 10 years and somebody new comes in, has no experience, they start being the supervisor. That hurts morale. And so that's one thing I would work at is working closely, uh, promoting within. Um, also, I would like to set up workshops with your question at the beginning, Cameron, is people don't know what the clerk recorder do. I would like to set up workshop in different cities and, and also ask other county agencies to participate. And we can assist the public, um, educate them, teach people what we do there and, and show them how to search their records. And, and so they can have a better understanding of what the clerk recorder do. Those are my goals to continue to automate and, and assist the public. Outstanding. Well, I love it. Now, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, how do they do it? Do you have a website? Yes. My website is uh, hugh4clerkrecorder.com. Um, and also, I can be reached directly at 714 357 6207. Give that number again. Give the website and the phone number again. My website is hughforclerkrecorder.com um, and my phone number is 714-357-6207. And do you have any events that you're going to be at here in the next coming days and weeks? No, you know what? We've been doing a lot of uh, precinct walking and passing out uh, materials. So that's what basically I'm going to be doing. We have some slate millers that we have purchased. And um, and that's what we're doing right now, Cameron. Outstanding, outstanding. Well, Hugh, I wish you the best of luck. Uh, I hope uh, that I see you in there. Uh, this what? If you get in in June 8th, when do you actually go into the office? January. In January. Of January. All right, so you have a little bit of run up there. And no that's political right. retributions on you, right? You're going to be okay if you don't. Uh, we're not going to have a repeat of what happened to Bill Hunt with Mike Corona. He's not going to try to fire you anything like that. For no, your because you know what? I, I'm assistant clerk of the board right now for the board of supervisor under Darlene Bloom. Uh huh. And Tom Daly is at the clerk recorder. So there's, I have no issue with that, and I don't think there should be any issue with Tom on that either. Good, good. All right. Well, if you win, I'll have you back, and you can tell me about how things are going. Sound good? Sounds great. Good, perfect. All right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Hugh Wynn, he gave your info, and I'm going to have this uh, up on my website, theocshow.net, theocshow.net, later on uh, this evening or tomorrow, so you can go to that and you can listen to Hugh Wynn talk about uh, his run for the clerk recorder's office. Well, I think at this point, why don't we just uh, call it a day? Because coming up next is the, um, what is it next? It's uh, baseball. I'm getting preempted today for baseball, if you can believe it. So what are you going to do? But, ladies and gentlemen, as always, I am always happy to be here every Friday from 5 to 6 p.m. telling you the truth about what really goes on here in Orange County politics. And I want to thank my guest, Hugh Wynn, once more. Thank you, sir, for being here. And I will see you all next week. Bye-bye.